Uh, good morning, everybody. Thanks for the opportunity to let me share a little bit. Um, for those of you I don't know, my name is Taylor Oz Motherly. Um, I've been from the area my whole life, but this last year, um, God, and through opportunities through the church and through my work, I was able to spend the last year working in South America. Um, I spent six months in Paraguay and three months in Colombia with an organization called Movida. Um, Movida is an organization that works to mobilize young people in Latin America, especially, but in all parts of the earth, to basically be missionaries, especially in parts of the world where there's no access um, to Bibles, no access to other Christians, like the parts of the world that are really unreached. So um, that's what I kind of did this last year, and it was a really, really cool opportunity. I got to help work in an orphanage um, for six months in Paraguay, which was a really special opportunity. I think there might be a picture of that, too, um, of some of the kids that I got to work with. Oh, that's something different. I, um, we also put on these things called SEMA, which I talked about a few weeks ago, which a lot of you actually helped um, supported in Colombia. Um, so a bunch of Venezuelans were able to go to SEMA in Colombia, which is where um, students have the opportunity, young people have the opportunity uh, to learn and get trained on how to evangelize well, how to be part of God's mission well. Um, <laughs> I was part of I was the leader of exercise <laughs> in the part in Paraguay, so here's a picture of us doing exercise. Um, but there was just a really, there's a lot of opportunities that was really cool for me this year and that God provided um, from this opportunity. But I want to be really honest with all of y'all. There was a lot of really hard parts too during this last year, and I think that's where I learned more than anything, honestly. <laughs> so... Um, I don't know uh, if any of you guys have followed along or anything, but when I got to Paraguay initially, it was not easy whatsoever. I started off by missing a couple flights, which was super stressful because I, uh, I was getting there and I'm like, man, these people are going to think that I'm stupid before I even get there. I was super worried about what people were going to think about me rather than the purpose for what God had for me and the time exactly what Pastor Mike was talking about. And it was really stealing a lot of joy for me too, um, just all the fear and nerves um, that I had going into it. I got to Paraguay. Um, and I realized, oh, I've been practicing Spanish for all this time before, but I still can't understand a lot of things that pe these people are saying to me. I want to communicate and show my gratitude, but I'm not able to express it well. And that was really eating away at me, too. I think a lot because I was worried about my host family was thinking about me, too. And then I started off, and I felt so unuseful in every way. I was super nervous the whole time. So we started one of my first days. <laughs> It's really funny to think about now. One of my first days, my host family was like, all right, we're going to go out to this um, village, and we're going to prepare for an Operation Christmas Child event. Um, and I understood about half of what they said to me at that point. <laughs> so we got out to this like really remote part of Asuncion. Um, we got out there, and they handed me this big machine, and I was like, they're like, cut all this. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know how to run this machine. Hopefully I don't cut off my leg or something. But um, it was super hot during this time too. So um, here I was like with this machine that I didn't know what I was doing. I think I broke their machine a couple times probably and trying not to die of heat because it's like over 100 degrees in Paraguay all the time. And by the time I got done, I was like, God, I do not know like what I got myself into, what I decided, any of this. And I don't know if it's worth it to be honest. They, I finally got done with that job. They offered me a, a shower, and I was like, yes, please, I want a shower. It was a 
ice cold shower um, and then they're like oh we don't have a towel for you to dry off in but here's this like used rag that we have if you want to dry off and at that point I was like oh no is this how the, like the next six months are going to be or the next 10 months are going to be um, of this trip I was feeling down and out and I don't know if you guys all I'm not gonna I don't have time to share this story too but there was a day where I fell in a big hole scraped up my leg you can read about that on my blog I broke several things my first week so there came all of this led to a point in like the second week where I was I was done I was thinking about maybe I'll just call it quits and head back to the United States where it's comfortable where I know what I'm doing where I feel respected where I feel useful and I just prayed to God like God, I don't know if this is it, but um, during that process, I was able to understand. I I was able to understand really. I need to I need to surrender this. Like, if this is really the purpose that I feel like God has for my life, I need to surrender my own comfort, my own like care about what people think of me, so that way I can actually serve God in the manner that He wants me to serve Him. And there's a next picture um, on this theme, um, if you want to. This is really how I felt during this process of doubt, like being down. Here I was in South America by myself, super lonely, having all these problems. And all my friends were in North America, not being able to really understand what problems I was going through. And I didn't want to share my problems with my friends in the United States either, because there was still a lot of pride in that process um, of caring what, they, what people thought. But once... Um, I was really able to have that honest conversation with God. He was able to show me through his word and through a lot of encouragement from other Paraguayans and eventually my family and friends back home too. But something that really helped me get through is Philippians 4. I'm sure that you guys are all super familiar with Philippians 4. This was like going to be my memory verse for one week down in Paraguay, but it ended up being my memory verse for every single day of my life while I was living abroad. But it says, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So really, to me, that, that was an act of surrender. It sounds easy to say, don't worry about anything, but that's a conscious effort that we have to choose on our side of the battle. We have to like decide I'm not going to worry about anything and I'm going to trust in God in this process because he's been so good to me and for what he's already done thank him for what he's already done that's what it says and then by the act of surrender then you will experience God's peace which surpasses anything that we can understand it's bigger than things that we can understand because we don't have that kind of peace on this planet without God it's bigger than that. It's something that's so cool about God because he doesn't fit in our human little brains that we have sometimes. It's bigger than that, right? It's more than we can understand. And that's the kind of peace that I'm after. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus is the reason to do, to keep on living, to work hard, to not be lazy because they're not working for ourselves. We're not working for things that we can understand, but I hope that's bigger, right? So... <laughs> Once I was able to kind of get that in my head, and it was an everyday process. It wasn't like, oh, I've decided this one time, and then all of a sudden my life was all good. No, there was hard parts literally every single day of my life. But then once I surrendered over the hard part and was able to see kind of the things that God wanted me to see, it was, 
it was still hard, but in a completely different perspective with the piece. I was able to see the kids, and we can move on to the next slide. <laughs> oh, man, I miss them. <laughs> These are the kids that I worked with in the orphanage. You got Miguel and Vio and Oscar and Brenda and Nico. <laughs> and they started out, I, was, I struggled to have patience with, um, to start off with, because I couldn't understand them. There's, they were like hitting me and like we were doing all things. We can actually go to the video if we could. This is an example of like a real authentic day-to-day -day life. We were just playing in the park one day and they were like going crazy and I am not very good with kids to be honest. I don't know how to deal with kids. So <laughs> we were just like rough hands in all the time. If you want to play the video, This is Nico going up the slide, and Miguel's on me. Oh! <laughs> and that like physically hurt me. I was like, oh no, these dang kids trying to. <laughs> and this was us, so it was just like every day, just like me not being able to handle the kids, but having a good time. But instead of like going through the pain after like I was starting to understand a little bit more what God was doing, I was able to see like, I have the opportunity to hang out with these kids, to share about Jesus with these kids, and give them a hope. And with kids that, like, do not have fun backgrounds to begin with in the first place, like, all of these kids don't have parents. A lot of them have HIV. A lot of their parents were either drug dealers or prostitutes or just have, like, really hard beginnings. And in that place, I'm like, God, you gave me the opportunity to be a family with these kids. Like, use this time. Use this. Use what's going on. And it changed my perspective. It changed my perspective just when, like, God was able to show his love for me and in my weaknesses through these kids, too. So <laughs> it was really cool. Um, all this time with these kids, they're still like family to me. Um, we still call them. Miguel, um, who's on my left with the white hat, is especially close to me. Um, we still talk, like, every week. Um, and it's cool to see how God's using his life. Uh, <laughs> I miss them a lot. But um, basically, once that kind of sunk into to my heart a little bit, things started becoming easier. Like, and I was able to see that as we transitioned um, through our time. Spanish became easier. Like, I started feeling more confident in my relationships, stuff like that, solely because of the grace of God. But then, um, just as I was starting to feel comfortable in Paraguay, it was time to move to Colombia. <laughs> so we can move on to the next slide. Oh, this is the Paraguay. Um, team that I worked with a lot. It was really cool, like, intercultural opportunity because we have, like, a German that's standing next to me and a Brazilian and a bunch of Paraguayans, and we just had, like, a really good time. But if you want to move on to the next slide. In Colombia, I did a lot of similar work. This is the team in Colombia. Uh, we spent a lot of time preparing for SEMAs, but this is the opportunity where we shared a lot in churches, and there I worked in a school teaching English. But one day it really hit me, like, how far God has blessed um, the time it away when I was in a church. We were sharing in a church, and um, Danilo, who's on the left, he asked me one day, hey, um, we're going we're gonna to do this. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to speak in front of everybody. And when I, it hit me during when he asked me, because it was so natural, I was just like, yeah, I'm glad to share, whatever. And that's when it hit me, like, when I first arrived in Paraguay, I would have been so petrified to share in front of a church full of people speaking in Spanish and having just being in front of them in general, being so different than everybody. But God, <laughs> I guess ultimately, if you don't get anything else from this, 
it's like we can trust in God and his faithfulness because he'll bring us through um, what, whatever situation it is, no matter how big or small it is. And I know that if you're like me, you're probably even worrying about things today, but like our trust can still um, be in God because he's bigger. He's bigger than what our worries are. And so I think there's a couple more pictures in Colombia that I want to share. These are some of the kids <laughs> that um, I had the chance to work with teaching English. They're, I'm not meant to be a teacher, but the time was fun while I was there. <laughs> These, um, this was in Carepa. Uh, it's a little village in, in Colombia, more towards the north in the Caribbean. Um, so that was cool, too. Um, and this is in uh, Chinauta, which is where they just had um, SEMA. So represent Nebraska everywhere I went. But I was also... It's, I like this picture because it shows how different that I obviously was from everybody um, <laughs> anywhere I went. They're like, oh, there's an American here. And I just sometimes wanted to hide in a corner and be like, don't recognize, like, don't notice me, anybody. But, but it was a really cool time. Um, is that all for pictures? I think so. But um, all that to say, I have, there's so many things that God has taught me through this process. Um, I obviously can't share it all within like the 10 minutes times that I have here. Um, but I would love the chance to speak with any of you about um, the time. I also wrote a lot of blogs sharing about the things that God taught me throughout the process. And it was a lot of different things. But ultimately, it was to trust in him and to not worry, which is something that I have to, coming back to the United States and starting my job again and um, being afar from people that I really care about in South America, I have to learn how to not worry and trust all over again. Um, but his, he's, he's faithful through all of that. And I just want to finish by reading a uh, passage in Lamentations that says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. Never. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And the Lord is good to those who depend on him, to those who search for him. It doesn't say, it doesn't say the people who do good. It says the people that depend on him. It doesn't say that his mercies end up the next time you screw up in your life. It says that his mercies are fresh every morning. And that's what gives me hope. It's not because it's on me. And that's the constant battle that I have. It's not on me. It's on God. And it's on our dependence on God is where we find our hope. So um, I would just like the opportunity to pray um, for this church and for all of you guys before um, we move into communion. So if you want to pray with me, thank you. Dear Lord God, thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Thank you for your hope. Thank you for Jesus and our salvation through him. God, thank you for um, the opportunity to serve abroad. And God, I just pray that um, anybody that feels um, first uh, inkling in their heart to maybe serve in this capacity, that you would um, give them courage and embolden them to be able to do whatever you have in their life, God. And, and if it's not, God, just remove that too. God, I pray um, for anybody that's dealing with worry today. I pray that we just put all of our full confidence in who you are, Jesus. We know that you're bigger than anything. Any, any worry, any doubt, any hurt that we're feeling, we know that we can put our trust in you, and that's one of the reasons we love you so much, Lord. God, I just pray that your spirit move in this place, God, and that you embolden your people. Um, you give them confidence. You give them hope, and you just unite this church together to do wonderful things for you and your in your glory, Jesus. God, I just pray over this um, 
next week, we have the opportunity to share with a lot of family, a lot of friends. Um, God, that you can be the center of some of those conversations or all of those conversations, and we can remember our identity in you, Lord, more than anything else. God, I thank you for Ridgeview. I thank you for these people. God, I thank you for their time today. God, I just um, pray that you continue moving, that, um, that we're never fearful of who you are, God, that we can be strong, courageous, God, that we can be hard workers, God, that we can be filled with your spirit, um, that our fruit just port- like portrays the truth of who you are, God, and your goodness and your kindness and your patience, Lord. God, I thank you for your love. I thank you for knowing me personally and everybody in this room personally. <laughs> um, and I thank you. I just thank you for who you are, Lord. I just pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.